everybody welcome to another episode of back talk i'm julia and i'm kayla we're here with episode 99 um sorry my phone just did a thing we're here with episode 99 um we're gonna make it a short one this week just because you know we're still on lockdown yeah some weeks are you know more eventful than others i will say we've been having quality content but this week we're kind of just popping in and letting you know that we are still here and we hope that you all are okay um yes Quarantine For radio good, came back. Yes, I wanted to talk I, about that. Really quick. I, I was going to say, like, I didn't have a what's good, but I literally just remembered that quarantine radio was back. And I'm not saying that it was because of us, but I'm I just mean, saying. We kind of just put it in the atmosphere, you know. You know. The universe did its thing. Like have you that. been watching it? I cannot stop watching it. It's actually on right now. And this week is actually like a like a cash prize for um like the twerk on the twerk off there's a five thousand dollar prize and then if you um, just have like a talent if like any talent he said it doesn't matter what it is like you have any talent that you're like really cool that has like them making them say wow they have a five thousand dollar prize and then there's one for like if you um downloaded his album or if you're um if you can finish the lyrics to one of his new songs on the album he gives you five thousand dollars what how do i enter in something i need to 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 be in the live Girl, I damn. was like, Kutori, don't nobody know them damn songs yet. The album just came out. Have you listened to it? I did actually. I like Tory Lanez. I like I've always liked his music, but um this one is is not really more of his like sing songy albums. It's more like mm-hmm. a it's more rapping on this one, so it's not really my judge. Tell me when he remixes the songs again. Yeah, yeah like is it, so it's not it's not like Chick's tape? No, it's not a Chick's tape. Uh, no. I'm gonna sit yeah, this one out. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Tory. I really like him now. I do. He, he has a fun personality, but again, he does. and you know what? Chicks I will tape say, was like, yeah, you know that chick, that last chicks tape. I was like, oh, this is great. You're like, well, there were actually yeah. two more. I'm this, like, this, oh, that's five more, Julia. There's four more. This is the fifth. <laughs> oh shit! See, I thought it was the third. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but um, what I will say is that I appreciate about his um about quarantine radio is he's very body positive, and we will talk more about that in a moment. But okay. he always says it's not about. <laughs> Yeah, he because he said it again in this contest. He was like, "It's not about whoever whoever has the biggest butt. It's about you know mm-hmm. who's the most creative. It's not." But he's like, "All." I remember somebody said something in his live, and he was like, "All shapes and sizes are welcome." Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He was he's very positive like that because you know you're waiting for niggas sometimes to just say something to be like, "Oh, here it is," but mm-hmm. he's very positive. So shout out to Tori for that. You know. Did we talk about whoever was on it last week? Who was pouring milk on themselves? Because I heard that that Girl, was all thing. of them. That's the that's the whole premise. Is <laughs> everyone oh, pours God. milk on themselves? You know what? I I listen. Mm-mm. No, nobody's being harmed. Everyone's having a good time. What is it about the milk? I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. Oh I think gosh. one person did it, and it was just so shocking. Now that it caught on, doing it. Yes, I really think that's it. You know, I've actually, this isn't like what's good, but it's like a thing that I've been into. Like, you know, I've been just getting creative with the content that I, you know, ingest. So I've always been like obsessed with like true crime and shit. Like I like mm. to scare myself as you like, <laughs> case in point, Tiger King. <laughs> I like to scare myself. Like I just like mm-hmm. to like, I don't know. I like to, I'd be so scared though, but I like to like, you know, just go there and so i've been watching i I watch true crime all the time of like you know serial killers murders like one of my favorite stories is like the menendez brothers i don't know why like oh hell no that just intrigues me i don't know why but recently i've been watching and this is something that like i 
that's kind of piqued my interest before, but now I'm getting more into it because I have time is like cults, right? <gasps> like that's yeah. like the scariest thing in the world to me. It is so like, crazy. Like so fucking crazy. I was watching something on Netflix called Cults Explained, right? And it talked about like, there's like a whole Explained series. So me and Ken actually sat down and watched a lot of them. The first one we watched was Cults Explained. And it was narrated by Lakeith Stanfield, which I thought was pretty neat. But, um, excuse me, it spoke to like survivors of, you know, various cults. And there was one Mm -hmm. um, that was actually a survivor of like Jonestown. And I was like, oh my God, lady, you have been through it. Like that is like so crazy. And like just the magnitude of like these organizations and how they like prey on vulnerable people. And mm-hmm. I'm just like this, it, it it just blows my mind. So they were talking to other people, like other different, there was one, it was one called the Moonies and it was like a Korean cult. I forgot what it was called. And then there was another one. Um, it was a cult called the children of God. And then there was another one, I think it was called Nexium or something like that, like a business cult. And I'm like, you know what? And it got me to thinking, you know, like how many other like things out there are like, like low key, like cults. Like, Mm -hmm. do I know anybody that's in a cult? Like, I don't want to rag on nobody's delusion or nothing like religion (laughs) or nothing like that. But they say like, um, like Jehovah witness, they say that that's a a cult. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about know. that now. But then, like, I kind of, like, after the after the show went off or whatever, I asked Ken, I was like, so do you think what Kanye's doing is a cult? He was like, I mean, honestly, yeah. Because, because like, you know, they were saying, like, at the, like, they broke it down. Like, a cult always has a charismatic leader. Like, <clears throat> you know, like, with the um whole thing with Jonestown, like, people the the guy he the the guy who was over it like people just were like in love with him they they don't care like they you're without fault to them like you're their god and i'm like you know people do that with kanye like it, sometimes it it may not seem that extreme but sometimes like it is like and then kanye's like mentality the way he speaks about things i'm like this is this don't trip y'all out like this mm. doesn't sound this don't sound right and like he has like devoted followers like i don't think it's one thing to be a fan of somebody, you know, to admire them or whatever. But when you start to have like a cult following, like a devote following, like that's like the beehive. That's great. No, because <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not I like, like I, don't I don't know many more people more devoted to a cause no. and a person. No, it's not like the beehive, but like I don't. You gotta watch it. Well, I don't think you'll watch I'm it. I'm not but- watching that shit. It's Hell so no. like it's intriguing, and so like I was watching something on YouTube today called um, "Cults and Extreme Beliefs," and it was another one. I think the cult was called the United United Nation of Islam. Like it's not like the regular Nation of Islam. It's like a like a off branch of it. Like this one guy was like, "This is cool. I'm gonna make my own thing," and then like. They were like trafficking children, not like sex trafficking, but like making them work for free. Like they had like different restaurants. Yeah, like child labor. And like one of the survivors, he actually spoke with A&E and was like, I went to the FBI. Like I was in it for 21 years. Like, and he just finally was like, enough is enough. And he left. And I'm like, you, it, some things are like hidden in plain sight. You would never think. Right. And I'm just like, this kind of blows my mind. 
that's why I was saying even for like Tiger King and anything like that, like something about like mental manipulation, like trips me out and freaks me out more than like a lot of other things, because it like you said, it's in plain sight a lot of the times. And mm-hmm. the person is always like so spellbound and it's like they could, they will it's literally crazy. do whatever you want. Like you could put a gun to somebody's head and some people might be like, hell no, you're gonna have to kill me. But when people yeah. are like in their mind, like controlled by somebody else, there's nothing they won't do. Like you have them under your possession. Yeah. So, people. People were like turning away from their children. Like, you know, like it's crazy. Like when I think of it, because I remember when I was at my old job, like during like a Thanksgiving holiday, like they made us work on Thanksgiving, but we weren't getting any calls. And so I watched like another documentary about Jonestown. And like I sat there for like hours watching the whole thing, like from beginning to end. And I'm just like, this is so crazy how this one man convinced Mm -hmm. almost a thousand people to commit suicide. Like, they were like literally brainwashed and I just feel so bad. Like, and I remember like they showed footage from like the meetings or whatever after he announced like, you know, look, we're going to die. Like everything we're doing this. And like one of the people stood up and was like, look, I'm not afraid to die, but why are we doing this again? And he kind of <laughs> like, he was out of there. Yeah. He kind of was just like, he, he, but he had a way of like answering it and everybody else around was like, yeah, like clapping. And they made the other person sit down and I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> it's not funny but it's It's not it's because it's it's so wild like i i cannot believe it like people literally like like made their children do it like Mm -hmm. y'all were this like brain and it's it's not even their fault like they trusted this person like this one person manipulated almost a thousand people to do this like that is so crazy there's like a level of evil in certain people that is just like we wouldn't even understand. Like the fact that you could like know that you're making this shit up as you go along. Right. And just like pr- in the way that they have to prey on people who they know are vulnerable. Like, come yeah. on. They made a point, like, in the documentary Cults Explained, he was like, um, you know, when you see, like, the rise, like, the fall of, like, the charismatic leader, when their words, like, don't add up. So a a common theme with a lot of these cult leaders is that they were saying, like, oh, they were sent here by God, or they're God reincarnated, or they're the human embodiment of God, and Judgment Day is going to come on this day, and then the day comes and passes, and then they got to make up Mm -hmm. another lie. And then after a while, it starts to unravel, and then they resort to, like, desperate measures like jim jones like jim jones the guy over jonestown he like got is it jonestown or jamestown i don't know it's one of them but he got caught up like and he was starting to be exposed that's why he resorted to like making making all those people like drink the kool-aid and then like there were other ones there was another one it was it was ridiculous i forgot what it was called um but it was one where he would like make little press releases and then he basically made the people like castrate themselves and like commit suicide in the bed with nikes on because they said like nike Mm -hmm. was like the symbol of like higher power like and people believed it girl Mm -mm. i couldn't i couldn't believe that yeah this is all the stuff that i don't watch because yeah no i'd be so intrigued like i can't believe it and then they were saying like you know they prey on vulnerable people that are looking for like you know just a sense of belonging something they interviewed, yeah yeah they interviewed the survivors and each person was like well i was at a crossroads in my life i didn't really know what i was doing and you know what when i was living in atlanta right before i had ali i worked at this hotel and it was like a 
we worked in Stone Mountain and it was like two hotels on in Stone Mountain Park. One was like a small inn and then the other one was like a big resort. So sometimes mm-hmm. I would flip flop between the both of them. And I was working at the small inn one day. And I remember they were saying like this group, this like religious group was coming. And they're like, yeah, See? they come every year. <laughs> they were like, they come every, they come every year, you know, um, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to empty out the dining room for them. Da, da, da. We're going to serve them. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, cool. And honestly, like they were there for like three days. They came at the same time for breakfast and dinner every day. And I didn't think anything of it. You know what I'm saying? But again, like I had just got to Atlanta. Like I was still like practicing, you know, the religion that I was in and, you know, I didn't have a church to go to. So I remember asking them, I remember asking one of the people like, what church is this? And they're like, I forgot what they said. And I was like, you know, I'm looking for a church myself. And then like, you know, they gave me some information or whatever. They gave me like a card or whatever. I gave them my phone number. And I remember like for like a week and a half, my phone rang off the hook, but I just didn't follow up with them or whatever. And you know what? It took me like years later to think back, like, you know what? The niggas could have got me. That was yeah. a cult. And I could have been, I could have got God. That's could crazy. It be that, it's that easy. Like, it's that It's simple. that like, easy. They, they just have to hook you. Yeah. Nope. It is, it's, it's, it's so interesting and it is very sad that people, you know, it, I, it makes, it makes me happy that people make it out. But then I think about all the people that like didn't that make it out. Yeah, that yeah. don't make it out, that are still in it and don't know, that are estranged from their families. Like, and these leaders, these people, they don't care for real. Like, they don't care about you. Hell and no. it, they I just for the thrill, like right, and for the money and for the power. Like, it, I just can't believe it. But yeah, if but there's anybody else like, out there, huh? Who? I was gonna say, if there's anybody else out there that watches this type of stuff, please give me suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> I like to ruin my days by watching it because it's it's interesting <laughs> to me. I don't know. Heart. I like to break yeah. my own heart. Right. It'd be, uh, that's a lot for me. That's like, that's like my, like, you know, when people have like certain genres of movies that are like, you know, certain that are scarier than others for them. That's it mm-hmm. for me. Anything with mental manipulation, I do not be with it. But I think that's kind of like why I have like, just growing up, like you're kind of taught to be more standoffish, like not so friendly, talk to everyone. Uh, uh-uh. Because like literally all they had to have to do is hook you one time. Mm-hmm. And that's really how it is. Like even thinking back to like the R. Kelly documentary and how like um all he has to do is exchange numbers with you. Like once he has your numbers, you're pretty much hooked. Like from then yeah. on. Yeah. And it, you know what? Yeah. I was thinking like it's just harmless. I'm just asking them. You know, I'm thinking it's just a regular old church. Like I'm used to going to back at home. No. Mm-hmm. Never know. <sighs> wow, that's yeah. crazy. But yeah, that's just that's an interesting thing about me this week. Back to quarantine radio. I need something lighthearted because yes. I can't You had a what's good though, didn't you? I did not. No, that was it. I didn't have what's good. I have a clownery. Okay. That Who's I your clownery? Have. So um, clownery this week for me is Diddy because mm. I want, and it's not even just him actually. It's been all over the timeline, but I mean, he's the reason why we're talking about it. So mm. this past week he went on his live to, um, he's raising money for one of his foundations and basically to help victims of COVID-19 as many people are. And mm-hmm. so he's having, um, you know, other celebrities join in on his lives, you know, just to keep the engagement up, have people come on, you know, just, you know, reach other audiences. And so apparently he had Lizzo come on. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't see this part, but he had Lizzo come on and apparently something, he's playing music, his kids are there, everybody's dancing. So apparently, like, he's done this, like, with everybody else. He's playing music, people are dancing. So with um with Lizzo, apparently she started twerking and he told her, no, 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 this is, you know, family friendly, no twerking. Which I was like, fair, you know, whatever, that's fine, you mm-hmm. know. Families watching this, you want this to be, you know, clean and no twerking, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I see a clip of him on live with Drea. And he's playing back that ass up. Mm-hmm. And Drea, it gets on top of her bed. 
She's mm. dancing very innocently, but she is clearly twerking, even to one point where she had her behind pointed to the camera. Now, she's a grown-ass woman. She could do what she wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing wrong with the way she was dancing. But if you're going to say no twerking, just, you know, keep it across the board. And so, of course, yeah. the timeline brought it back up the whole, well, you know, if he doesn't want to see Lizzo twerking, it's his preference. This whole preference thing came back up. Mm. Y'all want us to like Lizzo so bad. Yada, yada, pinata. I just want y'all to admit that y'all are hypocrites. I really do. That's all I want. I, I, really, I, want, just... I really would just, I would rather people say we don't like Lizzo because she's big. We find her annoying because she's forcing her body on us and just say that you don't like her because she's big because there's nothing there's no behavior that she portrays that no that someone else doesn't and you don't hate them like that it's fat phobic and it's like it's okay like just acknowledge it it's not okay but just please like once you acknowledge it we can all find a way to get over like i just but please let's call a thing a thing like come on that's it that was it. It was just like it was so blatant. Like it was like it was straight hypocrisy, like right in front of us. And people still they're just gonna listen, they're gonna defend it. And it's just like why? Like what why people do you are like dying so on the well, why do y'all wanna why why do y'all want us to like her so bad? Like people are dying on that <laughs> hill. Right. Y'all y'all are forcing her. We don't her want on you us. to like her. We do what? not want we you to like her. We don't not... want you to buy her music. We don't want you to sing Nobody's, her songs. Yeah. We just want Nobody's you to admit that you y'all to... don't like her because she's big. And she's proud and she don't care about what none of y'all say. I just, Period. I don't know. It's weird. But that really annoyed me. I didn't even watch, I didn't know Diddy was on live. Like, I'm through with live battles and everything right now. Like, I'm I'm taking a break because <laughs> Teddy Riley and Babyface came out and said he had coronavirus. And that he's okay now. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm-hmm. now he, they're going to do the, they're going to do the, um, the live. But I'm just turned off. Like, it's not going to be the same anymore. Nobody else has talked about any type of live battle or anything like that. I, now, 50 Cent and Ja Rule did say that they're going to do something. That came out today. I don't want to see artists. I want to see the behind-the-scenes people. Like, we know y'all song slap. Like, we don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them. They had um the other, the um what, what was it, it was Saturday? They had um RZA versus DJ Premier. I popped in, and I realized I was way too young, and I left right the fuck back out. Wasn't for me, but I mean, a lot of people were in there. It was like 150,000 people in there having a good time, but I was like, not for me. I'll see y'all on the next one. Mm, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm still good with the lives because that's all we have. That's that's literally all we have. I didn't watch the RZA and who was it? RZA and who? DJ Premier. Mm-mm, I it didn't watch real, it. I was watching it was the 1985. It was. I was about like to say <laughs> it was way new. before our time. I'm, yeah, I'm way too young. But like I the was old watching heads were in there. The 40 year olds were having a great time, and I was like, you know, everything is not for everyone. Yeah, the LL Cool J's of the world got their life. Um, I was Amen. watching the Clark Sisters di- uh, documentary, which really took me back. Now, I did not watch that. That's I, I didn't grow up listening to gospel, so y- I, yeah, that did not it, resonate with me. It was definitely. Saw, it was. Go ahead. I saw everybody was tweeting about it, so I was like, it, it looked. Everybody kept saying like it was really good. It was really well done. Mm-hmm. So shout out. I to, would um, say. I I would say watch it even if you didn't grow up churchy, if you didn't know like, you know, the songs or anything like that, because it was very well done. It was Missy, Queen Latifah, and Mary J. Blige behind it. The casting yes, was great. That's what I saw. Yeah, the casting was great. Um now they did kind of rush the storyline. I don't know if they were like they had like a limit on how long the movie could actually be, but they skipped over a lot of different parts. But it did just, you know, growing up. I grew up Baptist. I didn't grow up um, with the Church of God in Christ, which is like it's it's called Kojic, but that stands for yeah, Church of God in Christ. Friends. 
Yeah, it's like I feel like they're Baptist, like on steroids. Like they <laughs> do a lot. Like they are saved and sanctified. Now Baptist, yes, but like we we're a little bit more lax on certain things. But yeah, I, I some of their like ideals and stuff. Like I could still. That's just how my grandma was. That's how it was growing up in the church period, and it kind of brought me back. Now, I'm far removed now, but. It was good to see, and you know, everybody like everybody that grew up in the church. You know, the Clark sisters. You grew up. Your grandma listened to your aunties, whoever. You know, so yeah, it was very well done. Women do everything great. So, like you were about to say, <laughs> Missy Elliott, um, Queen Latifah, and Mary J. Blige did a phenomenal job. Um, and I hear the movie's doing well. So, that's yeah. good. Yeah, um, that was a nice feel. Else was on that everybody was watching. I feel like that's there was something it. Else that came on. Um, I don't know. Other than Insecure? I, like I know Real was, Housewives? Move on to, I didn't watch that yet, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was Real Housewives. I was like, why didn't they stay off the timeline for this? I haven't watched it yet. But um, yeah. we could go ahead and move on to Insecure. Okay. So I, well. um, I spent the last few days re-watching seasons one and two. I didn't get a chance to finish three, so I just figured I'd watch like the last two episodes and then go mm-hmm. on to the premiere of season four, which it actually was a good recap because it was basically season three ends off with the last two episodes is basically Nate ghosting her and then her basically putting together um, the block party and meeting, what's her name? Condens? Condola? I don't know. Condola? Con- Condola, yeah. Condola. Okay, so that basically that's how the season ends. So it was kind of a really good recap for the premiere of season four. Now mm-hmm. I've watched it twice because once just I gotta because, watch it again tonight. Yeah, I watched it um, when it came on at ten, but I was I actually took a um, a melatonin for the first time because my sleep <laughs> schedule's been off and I didn't know it was gonna work that fast. So I was watching <laughs> it like yawning, and so I was like, let me watch it one more time because I know we're gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I still feel the same, you know. So what were your initial feelings like from start to finish? So the episode starts out. Yeah, we we can we can go down the timeline. So the episode starts out with, um, you know, it's four months before the um, it's it's starting off. Issa's on the phone and it's saying it's Mm -hmm. four months. Well, it starts off with her having a phone conversation and she's like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I'm not fucking with Molly. From that moment on, I was like, I was unhappy. I was like, I hate this. I hate that they have to have. a serious conflict or falling out i don't want to see it like i don't yeah see it. Like, i got enough of that in season one and it and, you know re-watching season one their conflict was not even that deep like they they kind of mm-hmm. cussed each other out when they needed to and got it off their chest and moved on even mm-hmm. when they were like beefing in malibu i think that was season two like they mm-hmm. were um you know they they really like they, they took a couple of days off from each other but they talked about it and they moved on mm-hmm. from it i don't want to see them I don't want to see their friendship of, you know, have 10 plus years go down the drain. Like that's not yeah. content that I will enjoy. So I was already annoyed by that. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm admittedly drunk watching the, the premiere. So there are some things, there are some, some holes here that I'm going to need you to fill in. I'm going to watch it again okay. tonight, but okay. yeah, I do remember now you jogged my memory. Yes. Issa says mm-hmm. she doesn't fuck with Molly anymore. Yeah. Now so then they go they, four months before this. Now they start the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so basically it starts off that um, Issa has, you know, I'm going to really skim through it because I'm not, I'm, I can't remember scene by scene, but she's basically with Molly. They're shopping because she has a, a mixer coming up because I really mm-hmm. do not, this, her name will not stick with me. Con, Contessa. Condola. Condola. Yeah. It's helping. It's people, helping I've, I've seen together. people like remix her Girl, name on the timeline already. I cannot. Condola just does not roll off the tongue. Like it's just not, it's not sticking with me. 
But um, yeah. so basically Condola's helping her put together a mixer so that she can bring together sponsors that are going to help her put on her larger event, which is the block party that she mm-hmm. was um, putting together since last season. So her mm-hmm. and Molly are shopping and she's just telling her how Condola's been helping her. And, you know, she has a lot of great connections, you know, Target and all types of big brands are supposed to be there. And she's just feeling a little bit less than. And she was like, mm-hmm. you know, all I have is my friend from Popeye's. And, you know, she really she's just feeling like, you know, what do I offer? And Molly's like, girl, don't sell yourself short. Like, you know, you wouldn't be doing this if you couldn't handle handle it you've put on mm-hmm. events before which she did in season i believe season one she put together that fundraiser for the kids like she's like you've got this you've done this before she's mm-hmm. helping you but don't feel like you don't offer anything and so um i don't remember what happens after that but um basically um isa's at condola's office and this is when pretty much when the episode starts to like pick up um what's her name amanda seals character tiffany comes in and she's like and she sees isa and Condola, Condola having this meeting yes and she every, I'm telling y'all this name is just not sticking with me but she's like she sees flowers on Condola's desk and she was like oh is that from um a, a client and she was like no girl this is from my boo and she was like hmm? and she was like yeah remember the one that um, flowers came back she yeah she was like remember the one that came back around and then her Tiffany's face is like like stuck and she was like oh the one that I thought you went on one date with and you know um we're never gonna see again because it just didn't work and she was like yeah him yo it's been working out we've been kicking it ever since and she was like oh Issa I didn't even tell you at the baby shower the same um baby shower that I met Issa him at Tiff's baby shower yeah yeah she's the same baby sh- shower that Issa met her at she was like oh I didn't even tell you that my boo I met, actually met him at Tiffany's baby shower and she was like drove because <laughs> there wasn't that many niggas there mm. and she was like no girl Lawrence now mm. this annoyed me as well Tiffany is sitting there like the face still stuck and she's like I don't know what to do right now and I honestly do think that it caught Tiffany off guard like I really did think it was like a passing conversation that they had and didn't think to like tell Issa I didn't think she thought it was significant at the time Mm. but and she um and she just didn't tell her. And now it's all caught up to her. And she was like, well, I didn't even know it went this far. So she's genuinely shocked. And Issa sits there. And I don't know why she did this. But she was like, I don't know. Maybe because she felt like she was going to um, like lose her as a friend or as a con. Because they've gotten really cool. Like she's helping her with their event. But she all they also mm-hmm. genuinely like each other. And she yeah. was like, no, nah, girl, that's dope. I was like, what? Wait a like, second. Your, she was like, where's some of your exes at? So I could um, since you all up on mine. Like she made a joke out of it. She told her that was dope. Like I just didn't. I was like, why are you doing this? Like I I don't know what I would have done, but it wouldn't have been that. It, I wouldn't have said it was dope. I would not. I would have been like, I would have addressed it. If there was any time for Issa to address it and say how she really genuinely felt, it would have been in that moment. Because now you've already faked laughed and made a joke about it. So now you're saying it's cool. So now you got to keep up acting like you think it's cool and i'm not doing yeah. that i'm not doing right. it Period. especially if that's not how i genuinely feel <laughs> yeah if if i originally if i really didn't give a damn then all right cool all bets are off but if i give a damn i'm not going to torture myself especially right oh my god Mm-mm. i'm so, not doing um, that fast forward it's the day of the event, and Molly is on her way with her boo. I don't remember the guy's name, the Asian guy that she met at Coachella. I really don't remember his Andrew? name. Apparently, they've been. I think Andrew. his name's Andrew. Been, mm-hmm. It is Andrew. She's been dating Andrew ever since, and she apparently she really likes him. She really like Molly was trying to play it cool, I guess. Like you know, they had a couple arguments here and there. But oh, it's a common dates, theme with Molly. She's always trying she to play is, it cool. She's been playing. And she's not well, cool. I mean. 
she, <laughs> I think she's been trying to like downplay her feelings. I should say, like she's trying to act like you know, because watching season one, Molly would dive in head first. Like remember the guy with the suit? Like it was one day oh, she's like, yeah. "Want to leave clothes over here?" Like she was really Jadena, yeah, <laughs> too soon. Yes, she yeah. drove Jadena off. She did, and then yeah. um. So now she's really trying to play it like, okay, you know, I'm going with the flow. Like, and that's just not in her nature. Like she's, she's been going with the flow, quote unquote, with Andrew, but she apparently likes him a lot more than she's willing to admit. So a conversation comes up about them hanging out on Friday. And she was like, he was like, nah, I can't Friday. She's like joking. What, you got a date? And he was like, yeah, I got a date. I'm dating. I mean, he's like, we're dating other people, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we date other people. She did the high pitch voice that, that she's clearly lying. Like she was bothered. Yeah. She was blindsided. She did not know he was dating other people and she was upset about it. She was pissy about it. She really felt like, you know, they were exclusive. She was feeling her. I really feel like Molly just thinks she's the catch. And mm-hmm. that when she is, you know, in a relationship that these niggas really don't need to have eyes for anybody else because you found me and what else do you possibly need besides me? So she was pissy about that, about them having that little encounter. And she was being really mean to Andrew during um Issa's mixer. She was kind of like ducking and dodging him a little bit. She was like, look at this nigga looking for me. Like she was, she was turned off clearly. Mm-hmm. And so I just, um, yeah, are go we going to talk about her with TSA Bay? Because that really I triggered me. Over that. I don't know if I purposely cleared that from my memory. But <laughs> in, in the background of all of this going on, Issa has a new boo and he works for TSA and um, they've nicknamed him TSA Bay. He mm-hmm. is heavy set. But he Full is size. sweet to her. He is. He is very sweet to her. And um, there's a sex scene like in the beginning of the episode that I didn't feel like I needed to see. I felt I was concerned. I was like, why is he trying to get on top? Like, sir, you are three times the size of Issa. Like, uh, uh-uh, it's not going to work. I was bothered. Okay. <laughs> because I was not expecting it. And they just showed me too much like i did not need to see that man's ass clapping in the mirror i'm still upset it was it was awkward it was purposely awkward and uncomfortable the way they shot the scene the way Issa looked looked like she was not enjoying any of it it just wasn't working out like i will say the guy is really really nice to Issa. he was sweet yes you're trying not to get um, called fat phobic (laughs) like he was no i don't I said he was big. <laughs> he was. I'm not trying to act like that's not the issue in their their sex life or the sex scene. That mm-hmm. was the, it. Just wasn't working out. Like he said, it wasn't trying to get on top. I was like, so where is the comfort coming in? Like it just wasn't working out. It just wasn't. But um, but he was really nice. Like he confiscated some weed in a bottle of Hennessy from TSA and he gave it to her. And I thought that was super sweet. He was like, mm-hmm. I got a surprise for you. And he, <laughs> she was like, what? And it was she was like, oh shit. But yeah, he's really nice. But it, it's just like. The way it's written in the show, it's kind of like um, he's like her secret boo. Like even Molly was like, "Damn, we taking our side pieces um, public now?" Because he was at the mixer, like doing security yeah. for her. She was like, "Okay." And she I was needed. Like, she was like, "I just needed security. I needed." Yeah. Was free. But it was she clearly <sighs> is like not serious about him at all. But um, yeah. But the, um, back to the mixer. So they're at the mixer, and Molly's trying to like tell Issa about her issue with Andrew, and then Issa's just telling her like, "Girl, just you know, tell him how you feel. Like you like him. Like there's nothing wrong with that." But um, Molly's just like she's still butt hurt, basically. Like she's in a pissy mood, and mm-hmm. um, Issa's like you know trying to get her sponsors, trying to get her coins, trying to put on her event. And she's like really focused on it, and still trying to not be distracted by this whole my my girl, my my good fr- sis helping me put on this event is you know with my ex because this is the first time they're like being around each other since finding out and mm-hmm. so at the end of the i'm skimming over um 
I think I'm skipping over stuff, but I'm skipping to the end. When of she the went event. to, yeah, she did go to Lawrence's apartment and was like, "Oh, I think I met your ex today." And he's like, "My ex, what?" And yeah, she's was, like, was "Your ex girlfriend." Hate Lawrence. She was like, oh, my, "My," she was like, "Your ex girlfriend." And then she was like, "Well, how long did y'all date?" He's like, five years." And she's like, "What? Five years?" Now I don't trust uh, corned beef hash because she made she made it seem like it was like a big deal like oh my god like y'all were together for five years but then after the mixer you went back to his house and had sex with him sis so which one is it like are you bothered or are you not because she said she was like i'm just bothered like girl no you're not like it was uncomfortable but i feel like i don't well she said she was uncomfortable i don't know what the hell she got going on but i can also understand her feeling like well i'm not getting any younger me and this guy really like each other this event is temporary. You know what I mean? Like, why would I throw away a whole situation that I'm in that I like that I finally mm-hmm. found someone? You know, she's been going to church and everything. She's divorced. Like, sis got a lot on her plate too. Like, mm-hmm. so she's probably like, why would I have to like, you know, stop talking to him? Like, I don't, she felt like she was, she did nothing wrong in the situation because she had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why she might've felt like, well, I don't know what to tell you, sis. And you said you cool. You said dope. So what you want me to do? Uh, it's a lot. Oh, but um, no, I still feel away. Yeah, of course. I mean, I I couldn't have been Issa. Like I, and I really feel like I was talking to my friends about it, and I was like, I might be more emotionally immature, but I'm a, I'm gonna have an issue with it. If me and you mm-hmm. are around each other, I know you did not know. I know he did not know that we were working together. But my thing is, if I had a, a five year long relationship with someone, we had like a nasty breakup, and this is like maybe a year old at this point. Girl, no, I don't want to see the flowers on your desk from him. I don't want to see you smiling at your phone. Like, I don't like what mess, the fuck? It's gonna mess with my mental. I don't want to see right. that. Shit. Like, no. And then it's like the way you it. acted like in our relationship. Like now you buying flowers for bit. Like, are you after you forgot my birthday? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I would have knocked all that shit over. And it's, it's not, not even the fact like he's in it. Okay, congratulations to Lawrence. He's not, you know, in a better mental space. He has a better job. He's doing better for himself. Congratulations. You know, nobody wanted to see you down for the rest of time. But Lawrence, like you have to understand how triggering it is for Isla to go back to that place where she wasn't happy. Like it's just, it's okay for everyone to preserve their own mental sanity. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been, I mean, I wouldn't have been cool with it. I would have been mature about it and I would have expressed my feelings, but I'm not going to pretend to be like, oh, it's cool for the sake of the block party, girl. No, I'm, that's just me though. But I know a lot of my friends were saying, you know, you're adults and you have to be able to work around people who you're uncomfortable with, especially mm-hmm. for a greater good, you know? And I was like, I get it. But <laughs> I mean, I'm just not, I don't know if I would have been there yet. It would have taken me, I think it would have taken me a minute to just digest everything and to just process everything, put things in perspective and let, you know, the emotions come down. Mm-hmm. But it would have took me a second. So apparently at the end of the um the mixer, so um I really want to call her Contessa. I don't know why. Con, Condola. Mm-hmm. Condola is at um Lawrence's house. And then Molly stays behind to help Issa clean up after the mixer. And so basically mm-hmm. they're just talking and she was like bringing up Andrew again. And she was like, girl, I'm done with him. Like, which Molly has been like this in season one. She is quick to cut a nigga off. So don't get comfortable. For nothing. Like, it don't matter. For nothing. For for literally nothing. She will cut them off. Like she's just not good with conflict resolution in a relationship. It's just not her thing. So she was like, why do you want to cut it off? Like everything's fine with him. Like just tell him how you feel. Just be real. And she was like, well, speaking of being real, when are you going to tell, you know, Condola that you're not cool with her being with Lawrence? Like, do you really want to be around her? Like, which I felt like was a valid question. Like, I feel like that was a, it a wasn't valid the time, best friend though. question. I, true. It might have been. I mean, I don't know if it was the wrong time. I don't think. I think the timing wasn't the issue. 
because even um like Lawrence when he found out he was like you gonna still gonna work with her like it was just like it, mm-hmm. I think that's a natural question like are you gonna work with this person knowing what you know now and she was like mm-hmm. I mean yeah and I think just from I think for Molly I don't know why she just I don't know because especially her like cutting people off so quick I think that just wasn't the answer she was like wanting to hear from her and mm-hmm. she kind of like lashed out a little bit at Issa and she was like you know I don't feel like what she said was wrong I feel like how she said it was wrong like she was like so you just like mess like do you just like drama I'm starting to think you like that shit like you don't want to be in drama which is valid but the way that she asked it was very like confrontational it was, it was crass very, yeah it was very she was and I was just like I don't feel like she was wrong for what she said because as a if when you're somebody's best friend like I would ask my sisters that if my sister told me hey you know the girl that's been helping me with this project why is this my ex new girl I'd have been like you still gonna work for her? I would have asked her, you still gonna work for her and she'd be like yeah I'd be like why do you want to put yourself in that drama that's what I yeah. would have said because yeah. everything with Lawrence has been messy. I'm like, why would you even want to put yourself in that drama? Like, do you like drama? Like, that was actually the, the where the the question um where where for me it was kind of like below the belt. Like, I'm starting to think you like that shit was below the belt. But honestly, some people do like that shit. Some people will mm-hmm. find some drama to insert themselves in, and especially like Issa, she's had one thing after a fucking another, and it's okay to excuse yourself from the mess and be like, no. You have to put your foot down at some point. But I just felt like she didn't really communicate that as like compassionately as she should have. I mean, I just I don't like how they made it out to. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. So like, I don't like how it seemed like Issa's like finally like, you know, trying to take charge and not be not be as messy and not be like, you know as all over the place and she's like all right well fuck it like ain't nothing I can do I'm just gonna focus on my business like she lets everything get in the way of like the things that she cares about so so finally she's like all right fuck it like I'm just gonna do my thing for my job or whatever and fuck what everybody else talking about okay whatever and then it's like well Lawrence and Condola like and and Lauren I don't know how Lawrence was like well don't just leave her off the hook like don't just you know abandon her like bitch I don't need you right. to feel, feel sorry for me bitch and then like Molly like who's probably my best friend she's like why would like I don't know I just I don't know it triggered me I feel like I feel like she was just telling Molly I mean Molly was just telling Issa like you are fully capable of standing on your own two feet like don't feel like which she did say like I feel like Issa just felt like you know this whole thing is possible only possible with her help like I really was struggling Mm -hmm. doing it on my own and now I've gotten so far with their help and Molly's just like listen if it's okay for you to not be comfortable with her it's okay for you to be like fuck this I don't want that shit in my life but I'm still gonna do my own shit like you're you can still do it you can stand on your own two feet and Mm -hmm. she was just I did but I don't think she communicated that but I think maybe that's how I would have said it to my friend like I would have been like hell no this is not it because ain't no telling what if the girl like we don't know what if she up and leaves you and be like girl fuck that I'm not working with her like no exactly or like what if like like, her intentions are your bases like right just as your friend I'm looking out for your best interest now did it come off like she was caring no but she would given the circumstance and how she's been feeling all day of course her delivery is not going to be the right in the right um manner but I just feel like I, I, saw, I don't think that, that Molly's like the right? per- of course not but two things can be true like her delivery was wrong but her message was right mm-hmm. you know like I feel like I mean I felt like her message was right I wouldn't have took offense to it I feel like her heart was in the right place I don't think she was hating on Issa I don't think she's jealous of Issa I think she genuinely wants the best for her as she's always has as her friend like I don't ever feel like Molly has been like I don't know. I don't feel like she's ever had any ill will towards Issa, even though they might disagree. They have their arguments here and there, but I, I think they do value each other's friendship and they're there for each other. I don't know. Hmm. 
that's how I saw. And I watched it twice. And I felt the same way both times watching the argument. Like, I just didn't like what she that one thing. About, I'm starting to think you like that shit. It just came off a very, like, harsh. But yeah. I still think, I, I mean, I'm starting to think Issa likes that shit, too. Like, damn, girl. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? For what? Like, what, what does this serve you to have this situation? Yeah. Or at least I would have been. And it's different if Issa would have been like, girl, this shit is fucked up. But you know what? I'm going to get my shit done. I'm going to have my, it's going to be business only. No more kiki at the coffee shop. That's different. You know what I mean? If you would have been. Yeah, we can just keep it business. Reg- you yeah, know, business just keep it We don't got to go be friends. Right. I, I would have understood if she would have been like that. But she was like, girl, I mean, I don't care. Like, girl, come on. Yeah. Yes, you do. You don't want to be her friend for real. Right. And that's all Molly wanted to hear. Like, be for real. Like, you, this is shit is weird. It's uncomfortable. It caught you off guard. It's shocking. And it's okay if you feel like you don't want to be in it. Like, you want to focus on your attention on your block party and getting yourself. You're in a much better space. Like, don't drag yourself back into dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But we okay. shall see well, how the season plays out. Because that might have not say, even Now been... that you put it that way, that's a valid point. Yes. But I also always look at people like having the best intention. You know what I mean? I don't always, I try to find the good, like try to give you the benefit of the doubt before I think like, nah, you're an evil bitch. Like I don't, I don't automatically go there. I would have I to do. see more from Molly in the, <laughs> in the coming, in the coming episodes. I would have to see, I would have to see if it builds up. Now, if she does some more shit, that's like, all right, Molly, I would have to, but this for me wasn't, it wasn't enough for them to not be friends or for her to be like nah she really don't fuck with Issa how she pretends to like that wasn't it for me yeah I don't know we gonna see and I'm gonna watch it again tonight yeah shout out to Issa Insecure for being back and give us the content because it always gives (laughs) us like real life scenarios and that's what I love about the show since season one they've given us shit that like everyone can relate to it gets the conversation going and you can place yourself in it and be like well would I I don't know would I right (laughs) yeah well, that's pretty much all I had. I told you, that this was a boring it, week for me. This is it. This We said it was going to be a short episode. This is it. Yeah, we I popped in. We and here it is. It's still like almost 45 minutes. So, Right. Our short episode. So yeah. that's all I have. Yeah, I don't have a, um, if you need, if, if what is it? What is the If anybody needs to hear this. I don't if know anybody needs to hear this. Needs yeah, if I don't, don't have one for me, shit, I'll this. take it. <laughs> I'll take one at this point if anyone yes. has one. Because listen, cabin fever is real. Quarantine is who knows when it's gonna end. The shit is just not looking pretty out here. Has I would just like to say, checks? I don't know. Like, I know people that news. have gotten them. Oh my gosh, I know people I have that have theory. gotten them. It, I think it's it's people who have like a federal credit union bank. I feel like they're the one they're getting theirs already. Like, but my shit oh, is yeah. not pending. It's nothing there. Just when I tell you, I broke down and called my bank, and they're like, um, <laughs> "No, ma'am, <laughs> can't help you, ma'am. No, you and this three dollars in your <laughs> account. Like, I don't know what you." <laughs> Sis on the other end was like, I'm waiting on mine too, sis. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like people with like prepaid cards and like um like fred- uh, credit unions and stuff like that. Because me over here, mm-mm. nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. It's okay. I'm just have. thankful we to will. be getting paid for my job. Amen. Yeah. Uh, we will see you guys again next week. Next week is our 100th episode. Oh, I don't gosh. know what we're gonna do. I don't know if we'll do anything, but I don't know. We'll think of something. We gotta do it something. Might be on Instagram. It might be on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, let's go live. On the episode. Yeah, we have to do something. So make sure you're following us. It'll be at underscore backtalk pod or it might be on our individual pages. Who knows? Oh my gosh. Yes, we'll we have to make it virtual. We will we're gonna have some way to like talk to everyone and to like and I, re- I know, seriously, everybody 
follow us on our Instagram at underscore back talk pod every single mm-hmm. person because a lot of y'all be listening from other places i want our international listeners to you know follow us and to tune mm-hmm. in and to celebrate with us because i be seeing y'all in the stats oh so, yeah so <laughs> i want everybody well, what's up come us. tell us hi please. right <laughs> right <laughs> i want everybody who's been rocking with us since day one to celebrate mm-hmm. with us on our 100th episode whenever it drops yeah and that's it oh my god we gotta put it out there let's ask people like what should we do for our 100th episode do y'all want to see us go live yeah, yeah, we'll put like a um like a poll or something or like That'd a response so so and give suggestions. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that in the meantime. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.